Coming up, who are the biggest losers from the early part of the MLB season? Discussing with Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres next. You are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day listening to Miller Thomas, I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. I'm there to see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account or just look up Locked on Diamondbacks, both Twitter, Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, Thank you for making Locked On Diamondbacks your first to listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms, so please continue to tell your friends. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Tell them Locked On sent you. Now, before we talk to Javi, I first want to discuss this D-backs loss against the Cincinnati Reds because we usually hand out the three moons after D-backs losses, but because this was only over after seven innings because of the rain delay, we won't do that today, and I didn't get to watch this game as closely, as intently as I normally do because it started a little early and I was driving so there was a whole bunch of myriad of reasons why we won't be handing out the three moons today but still I want to give a few quick thoughts on this game and the D-backs as a whole because you look at this D-backs offense recently over the last few series and it has not been good the Dodgers it was a little bit better against the Braves but after that first game against the Pirates, it was not good. Now you start off this first game against the Cincinnati Reds, and it's like a four-straight series streak where this offense has just gone absolutely in the tanker, and they're coming off a month where they were able to crush it with home runs, but now you look at this team over the last four series, they're usually getting more strikeouts than hits and walks combined, and that's what happened tonight because the D-backs were only able to muster one hit, just one hit against Hunter Green. You know how many walks they drew? Zero. But guess what? You know how many strikeouts they had? Eight strikeouts, one hit, no walks, a terrible performance against Hunter Green, who is a rookie, by the way, who had to battle his way back to the major leagues because of injuries and Tommy John surgery. There's a lot of question marks surrounding Hunter Green as a prospect, but you wouldn't know any of that because he came up and just dominated the D-backs tonight. He didn't come up today, of course. He's been there most of the season, but he dominated the D-backs tonight. I think in Hunter Green's first star as a major leaguer, he threw more 100-mile-an-hour pitchers pitches than the D-backs have thrown in like the last seven years or something crazy and what he did against the D-backs tonight was just dirty because we've talked a lot about Luke Weaver the last couple of years how he's, how he's become just a two-pitch kind of a pitcher and how that doesn't really work out long term but Hunter Green tonight was basically a two-pitch guy yes he also threw the change up a few times but I think he only threw it like six or seven times throughout the whole game he threw it uh, seven times the changeup. Hunter Green threw the fastball or slider over 90% of the times tonight. He only threw 87 pitches through seven innings. So if there wasn't a rain delay, Hunter Green probably would have kept going. And that fastball slider just dominated the D-backs. They were striking out, getting fooled easily. Despite they're not, they're, there's not anything to be fooled on. You know what Hunter Green is throwing. But the D-backs were not able to catch up with that fastball. That fastball averaged 97.4 miles per hour during this game. But the average exit velocity given up on that fastball it was only 78.8 miles per hour on the on the night 
All his pitches on the night had a great exit velocity against. On the night, only 79.5 miles per hour exit velocity against Hunter Green. The D-backs were not able to get any hard contact. And on the other side, Bumgarner did struggle a little bit for earned runs. Eight hits, so the Reds were able to get hits against Masson Bumgarner. And you look at this game, you look at the series against the Pirates, and you're like, if you're the D-backs and you're serious about making the wild card, you cannot lose to these bad teams. And right now, the lineup just doesn't seem to be inspired. There's a lot of question marks, at least from D-backs Twitter, about should Toy Lovello get that contract extension because we know he's only on a one-year prove-it deal right now. And as D-backs team, they've been competitive all season. But if you start losing games, I think D-backs fans could be okay with the idea of losing games to bad teams just because we're coming off that terrible season last year. We weren't expected to be good this year. So if we start to come back to the pack a little bit, I don't think D-backs fans would be upset. We're upset when you're losing games and just don't look like you want to play against teams like the Reds and the Pirates when you just don't show up and you can't even get a run scored when you can only get one hit came and draw a walk like the D-backs have scored what three runs the last three games maybe less it's been absolutely disgusting on the D-backs part their offense has been terrible the pitching hasn't even been that bad because you got a great Zach Davies start on Saturday uh you got Merrill Kelly pitch fine on Sunday Bumgarner he wasn't great tonight but I don't think he he didn't have the kind of start. We had no chance of winning. The offense just hasn't been able to do anything. Like, you want to talk about runners in scoring position? You're not going to have any when you only have one hit on the night. So the D-backs, disgusting performance by their offense, and they desperately need to pick it up because their offense has been one of the biggest weaknesses of that team all season. has been toward the bottom of the ranks in pretty much every offensive category, except for home runs. That's been the D-backs' biggest strength this season. But if you can't even get bases, if you can't get people on the bases, it doesn't matter how many home runs you hit because they're all going to be solo shots. And we see what the D-backs offense looks like when they don't get those home runs. It's a whole lot of nothing. So hopefully the offense can turn it around. Now that we got all the, you know, all that stuff out the way, let's bring on the man of the hour, Javier Reyes of Lockdown Padres, because we got to do part two. We did part one winners that came out on Friday, I think, for both of us. But now, yeah, shake it out for the audio <laughs> listeners. Javi is shaking it out. We got to mention the audio <laughs> listeners, Javi, because we can't forget I know, about I know. Them. You got to do it. You got to do it. Yeah, you got to do it. But yeah, we got Javi on part two. Talk a little losers today. How you doing, Javi? How was your weekend? Doing great, man. I am wearing a different shirt because we did not record winners and losers back to back. But let it be known that for the viewers, that just because I'm wearing a Naruto shirt, that does not have anything to do with not liking Naruto. I love that, man. I love that yellow spiky haired boy. But I'm so excited to talk about um, some losers, man, because I think this is where the real fun and chaos starts kicking in. And I think that, look, you killed me with some of your winners saying yourself thought it was awesome and i'm really excited to get into the losers because you know there's been a lot of fun this year make no mistake but as usual with baseball some a lot of unexpected guys especially in an offseason that had so many free agent signings and so much like movement around the league uh lots to discuss my friend i'm so excited yeah lots to discuss and we're talking about spiky yellow haired people i like the people from a different anime not naruto by different anime i know those dbz fans out there know what i'm talking about but avi <laughs> Let's just jump right into it because the last podcast, I rambled too much to start that pod just talking about random nonsense. <laughs> so let's let's get right into it, okay? Let's cut the fat off the chicken, Javi. Let's get right into it. Let's discuss let's losers. Of course, we're doing the reverse power rankings, which mean, or maybe it's the newer power rankings. I don't know. But we're starting from the bottom, working our way from uh, to the top. So Javi, number three for you, a biggest loser so far in this MLB season. Number three for me, 
and I just alluded to it with the free agent signings, is one that is only number three, my lowest of the loser power rankings, per se, whatever we're going to categorize it as. It's only low because, genuinely, I just don't believe it. And that is Marcus Simeon, the signing for the Texas Rangers. That big, fat, big, big, chunky boy contract that he signed in this offseason. Obviously making a lot of headlines because of the Rangers spending on Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. And he's been, there's really no other way to put it. He's been terrible. He's probably killed you in fantasy if you drafted him this year because he was a top level pick. Keep in mind, Marcus Simeon last year broke the record for the most 46 home runs by a second baseman. That's unheard of, right? Brian Dozier, I believe, was the guy who did it, uh, who had the most previously. And Marcus Simeon completely shattered that. But this year, just to bring up his current slash line, what is he hitting right now? 196, 257. 292 slugging. That's right. The guy who broke the record for power for second baseman is uh, slugging 292. And here's where I get back to what I was saying before. The hard contact stuff isn't good. He seems to be pressing at the plate. Savant Page doesn't look good. But Mm. for me, I don't believe it. Not because there's any stats necessary to reflect it. Just personally, he's almost been too bad for me to believe that it's going to be that much of a fall off. If he was hit 240... You know what I mean? And he had like eight homers and it was clearly like, ah, man, yeah, he's having a little bit of a dense season. He's not an MVP. Then I'd be like, OK, but I just kind of refuse to believe that in year one of this contract that he's going to become a low replacement level player. That's like I, I can't remember last time a fall off like this is like Jason Bay and like with the Red Sox or the Mets. Right. Like that type of era of fall off. Albert Pujols, you know what I mean? Even Pujols, though, had like a pretty decent couple seasons for the Angels. Because he's been so bad, that's why, believe it or not, he's actually my lowest loser because I think it's going to improve, at least to the point where he won't be actively destroying the Rangers. Yeah, I would like to see the psychology of big free agents signing with a new team during the offseason because I always Mm -hmm. feel like that first year is always a struggle. Sometimes it's even the trade because Mm -hmm. we saw Lindor struggle last season. And when you look at that infield market from this past offseason, like a lot of those guys, you know, have been struggling to start the year. You mentioned Simeon, Corey Seager, his teammate, has been phenomenal. Trevor Story yeah. until the last three weeks was struggling mildly. I mean, he basically picked all his numbers up in a week and a half span. We had like 10 home runs with 35 RBIs over like a 10-game course. And you even look at uh, Carlos Correa. He hasn't been lighting it up for Minnesota. It's been a lot of those ancillary pieces for Minnesota has been carrying that team. So uh, I know Yankee fans are pretty disappointed that their big free agent pickup at shortstop was Connor, uh, you know, Connor Falefa or however you say. Isaiah Connor yeah. Falefa? I don't even know what <laughs> Isaiah Connor is, but, Falefa, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he... That felt like for Yankees fans, like a punch in the gut a little bit because there are so many all star shortstops on the market and all of them haven't really panned out too well. And Marcus Simeon has probably been the worst of the bunch. I mean, you look at his numbers, his OPS is mm-hmm. below 600. He's batting below the Mendoza line. He feels like he's starting yeah. to pick it up a little bit recently. And mm-hmm. one yep. thing that's been kind of impressive with Marcus Simeon's game this season is the speed component because he's never been considered a burner throughout his career, but he's already got eight stolen bases. His career high is like 14 or 15. So it might Mm. matter his stolen base record, which is I still find stolen bases pretty interesting and I still like it. But considering this guy was phenomenal that those last couple years in Oakland, he was phenomenal that one season in Toronto. Like I'm not too worried uh, about Marcus Simeon and his future with the Texas Rangers. Like I said before, I think a lot of these Players, like when they get to a new team, they just kind of struggle that first year. And I think the second, third year, Marcus Simeon with the Rangers, as they keep building to that 
franchise, that foundation, because this seems to be a two to three year rebuild. And this was the first year of it, adding Simeon, adding Corey Seager, adding those guys. So I think Simeon will bounce back in the next couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's that's kind of my same vibes as well, sir. Now, give me your first loser that you want to mention. Okay, this one, you could just go in all bunch of different directions because I put this <laughs> as a loaded one so you could just knock out a whole bunch of teams. But okay. Teams vying for the final wild card spot because it seems like no one wants to grab hold <laughs> in that final wild card spot. Right now, it looked like the yep. Angels were going to run away with that final mm-hmm. wild card spot. And what did they do? They're on a double-digit game losing streak. The Red Sox, they're finally... It, I think they're in position right now for that final wild card spot, but they've been terrible most of the season. Their mm. offense finally started to pick it up. I think they've scored the most runs in the American League in May, but still, they still lost team uh, games to, to teams like the Reds and other bad teams during that stretch as well. Look at a team like the White Sox. They've had a lot of injuries. They've been underperforming in that lineup as well. So it just feels like no one wants that third wild card third wild card spot right now and whoever gets that third wild card spot just probably won't be a very good team now i know a lot of people had trepidation when it came to the expanded postseason because they're like oh i don't want a 500 team making the postseason and it looks like we're probably going to get that from the american league but i still think uh you know if someone wins 85 games and they get that third wild card spot i still wouldn't count them out once they get to the postseason because anything can happen when we get to the baseball postseason it gets wild it gets wacky but i think whoever does win that third wild card spot will probably be looked at as not the greatest team they might be around 500 and it just might go to the team that just doesn't shoot themselves in the foot because it looks like it's going to go to a team who's not taking the third wild card spot they're just not uh basically i don't know but they're not taking it is what i want to say they're not grabbing mm-hmm. it by the stronghold if that makes yeah. sense i got you i got yeah. you man oh I you got you. me like, I, I, thought you. I thought you wanted to add in a little something. No, no, no. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. There's nothing else for me to say, actually. I was like, what did Javi want to say? It was like, I agree. It was like, all right, I guess we're moving on. Well, <laughs> I, I guess we could hear your number two, Javi. But before I hear your number two, are you, have you been having car problems or any issues with your vehicle lately? Not personally, no. I mean, cars are something I know very little about, though, I will say. Okay, I don't know anything about cars either, but I do know one thing. If I need to fix my car, I need to go to rockauto.com because this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts from their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%? 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. All right, all right, all right. Javi, number two on your list of losers. It's close here. And, you know, I was thinking at first, my original one, I'm peek behind the curtain. My original one was going to be anyone who thought Trout wasn't the best player in baseball anymore. Wow. That wow. was going to be my loser because that would be referencing you. And That'd I thought it would be funny. But unfortunately, uh, he's currently <laughs> in the midst of the worst slump of his career. So yeah. I'd be, thank God we did a loser second. Let's just say that. Yeah. Um, 
the next one that I'm going to bring up is I'm going to say it, man. I'm going to say it. The Seattle Mariners, the Seattle Mariners. And there's a bunch of reasons for this. There's a bunch of reasons for this. You could say the Tigers because the Tigers, they bring up Spencer Torkelson. He's a top-level prospect, and he hasn't been showing much, right? They signed Javi Baez and Eduardo Rodriguez. They haven't been much, right? And the best player they might have is Tariq Skubal, apparently, one of their relief pitchers, right? But for me, I wasn't expecting too much out of the Tigers. I I wasn't. With the Mariners, I actually think there was a lot of hype and momentum for this team. The We Believe Mariners, uh, you could call them, with their Believe signs last year, just missing the playoffs. And then you get Julio Rodriguez getting called up, right? He's been awesome, a stolen base machine and a good batter, too. And then you you trade for Eugenio Suarez and Jesse Winker. Jesse Winker was awesome, as, as you might be familiar with the Cincinnati Reds, who's currently kicking your team's butt hey, uh, as we're recording this. <laughs> In a weather delay uh, right now. <laughs> in weather delay. <laughs> and then, baby, put um, us out of our misery, please. They do that, right? They have such a great farm. They're calling up George Kirby. Great last name with the, the pink fellow that I'm a big fan of, right? And then they sign your boy, Robbie Ray. Your former boy who the oh. Dynamax gave up for nothing and then wins a Cy Young. And then he gets paid by the Mariners in the offseason. And I'm not going to lie to you. I thought he would continue and mm-hmm. or not continue the stretch that he was doing with the Blue Jays. But I wrote for Just Baseball, great website, about how I thought the strikeout stuff was legit. I thought this guy could be a high, just a high floor guy who, yes, he would give up a lot of hard contact and whatnot, right? He would give up a lot of home runs and he maybe even walk some batters. But the strikeout stuff would be legit, maybe a low threes ERA, 3.8 maybe, give you a lot of innings. I thought the floor was there. And, and the current, as we're recording, uh, the, he gave up a home run to start the game to Jose Altuve, a nuke. And then the Mariners took a 4-1 lead. And what did he do? He gave up like four more home runs after that. Robbie Ray has been a total miss. But in general, the Mariners, just sad vibes around that team. Because I think that there was a lot of people rooting for them, myself included, because I think they're a fun team and fan base and have a fun organizational history. And then everything is just they're losing close games. They're having embarrassing losses. Seattle Mariners, my second one that I'd like to mention. That's fair because I'm definitely one of the people who was pretty all in on the Mariners this season being mm. probably a playoff team, probably a wild card team because you look at the season that they had last season, they won 90 games, they just missed out on the postseason. You add a Winker, Suarez, the Cy Young Award winner, you're like, how does this team not make the postseason? So they've definitely been a huge disappointment this year. And I think it's funny you're going to have number two people who believed Mike Trout wasn't the best player in the world. As <laughs> number two, That would have been funny because my number two is kind of along the same vibe, the same tone, mm. Javi. Mine Uh-oh. is people who believed in Robbie Ray, Javi. I'm glad we're on the same page here. I'm glad we almost got the same number you two. You roast me too. <laughs> you guys, you guys, oh, yeah. you guys were fooled. You guys were mm-hmm. duped by Robbie Ray. I was, it's the I same was. guy. Yeah, he just put on different clothes when he went to Toronto, but it was the same guy. It was still that old mm-hmm. D-backs guy because – He's still got the strikeout stuff, Javi. That's not an issue for Mm -hmm. Robbie Ray. He's going to be striking out fools till the day he dies. Robbie Ray's biggest issue is he's the three true outcome king. You already detailed it earlier Mm -hmm. in your rant. He can strike out, guys, but he loves to give up that hard contact. His exit velo this year giving up, I think, is 90 miles per hour with a hard hit percentage above 40%. The man gets crushed on hard contact. He lets that ball fly around all over the yard. 
and he also loves to walk people. So when you give up a lot of hard contact and you're putting dudes on the bases, it doesn't matter how many strike out because eventually he's going to give up a lot of earned runs. So Robbie Ray has completely fleeced the Mariners this season, and it's really <laughs> sad. And he's not the only one because I really thought Jesse Winker was that guy too after last season. And maybe yeah. this is the case of what we talked about earlier where just – New faces in new places, and maybe Robbie Ray just got a little bit too much pressure on him from that big contract. Winker, he's coming to a team that has the longest playoff drought in MLB history. They look at you as maybe now the best player in that lineup. It's a lot of pressure, but I'm a Mariners fan. Like, Javi, where do you go from here? Because you called up Julio Rodriguez. He's performed pretty well this season, but someone like Jared Kalenic, he's already back in the minor leagues. Maybe they called him back up, but last time I checked, he's back in the minor leagues. He hasn't been performing too well. Winker hasn't been performing well. Robbie Ray hasn't been performing well. Like, do you look at their guy, Scott Service, who was a, a candidate for manager of the year last year? And now are you like, man, this guy potentially could be on the hot seat? Yeah. I mean, sorry, I missed that last part. Repeat that last part. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I'm not even going to try and no. fake it. I'm not going to lie. I missed that last part. <laughs> wow, I'm giving this impassioned rant. Javi's not even listening to me. I said, Javi, do you believe Scott Service is on the hot seat? Do you hear that question? How'd you forget that? How'd you miss it? <sighs> Look, man. And, and just one more thing about Robbie Ray. I will say I was tempted to put it in winner's. Uh, Javier, because you've known me for a while. I love Robbie Ray in the sense that because of the true outcome, you will get pitching ninja breakdowns of an awesome strikeout or <laughs> just nukes. So every Robbie Ray start is entertaining. Um, yeah, they are. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, you don't know what's going to happen. So for either, it's going to be like, like again, when we're recording this, it's like 4 4 Astros. Come on, Jordan. What, 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 how much you want to bet that you were not just hits one to our studio right now? Like that might happen. <laughs> it might come crashing through the wall right there. Um, I'm not sure, right? Because this is, I do put a lot of value into just if it's the first kind of year, sort of, you know what I mean? Like this is basically the first year where they've had expectations to contend. They didn't really have that last year. They were still in the, we're, we're building for the future. And then they kickstarted the rebuild because they were like, well, we were good last year. So let's, Let's go. Like, let's go. Let's get to it. So I think year one, no. I think that you need a little bit longer or more prolonged uh, signs of failing the rebuild before you start considering a swap there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I think maybe because of the expectations now, he could be on the hot seat because you say he won 90 games when he had no expectations. And now there's a little yeah. bit of expectation mm -hmm. for him. Now we're seeing how he's really performing and it's not quite living up to what we wanted. So we'll see what Scott service, but I do agree. He should have a longer leash than at least Joe Girardi and not be on the hot seat for this season. Yeah. At least give him the season. I'll probably at least give him one more year just because so many players are underperforming and you can't blame Scott service for that Robbie Ray contract. He's not the one that signed that man. So I'm oh, not going to no, make no. him. I'm not blaming Scott for that. And if you want to give your opinion on whether you like our podcast, well, I have an important favor to ask you. We put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On podcasts. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes the survey can qualify for a chance to win one of $1,000 Ticketmaster gift cards to take our audience survey. Go to lockedonpodcast.com slash survey. Thanks for your help. And also, 
If you need if you need a boost to start your day, you need to head to built.com because I've been eating these things called built bars. They're great. I'm a health conscious guy. I'm trying to work out every day, but my biggest problem is I have a sweet tooth. I love candy. I love junk food, but it's okay because Built Bar helps curb my habit. I think that I'm eating a candy bar when in reality, I'm actually eating a protein bar. Low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. And they have these things called puffs, which are protein infused with marshmallow, like all Built Bars covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. If you want your own Built Bar, just go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your next order. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built. All right, Javi, we're making good time today running through the podcast. Let's get to your number one, huh? Who's who's number one for you, buddy? Running through the six. uh, Number one. I thought long and hard about this. Yeah, I think we might be in agreement on this one too. Uh, I I actually don't know if we are, but you know what? I'm going to do it. I I thought long and hard. I mean, we'll see actually. I don't really know uh, the way we're thinking, but I thought long and hard about this because I want to do a Padres plug, but I'm going to do that at the end as an honorable mention, just because I don't want to be insufferable for the folks. You know what I mean? Yeah. My number one loser of the season, baseball alternative broadcasts, Apple (laughs) TV, and the K Rod cast. Wow. You don't like Apple TV? Let me explain what I mean. Okay. Okay. Let me give him the floor. The K Rod cast is just an L because, as you and I literally speculated mm-hmm. on the last podcast, I, I haven't seen it again. <laughs> so it maybe canceled? this thing, yeah, maybe this thing quietly got canceled. And in fairness, I actually didn't hate it that much. That's the funny thing about my loser here. This is just losers, not necessarily because I think they've been bad, but just clearly it hasn't worked out. You know what I'm saying? With the K-Rod cast, apparently if it just quietly got stealth canceled, <laughs> that I actually didn't mind the whole like, all right, if it's my team that I'm watching, I don't like the K-Rod cast. But if it's a team I'm morbidly interested in, yeah, what the heck? Let me hear Michael K and A-Rod just kind of screw around and bring on some celebrity guess what? I don't mind that for teams I don't love necessarily. So I did think that it got some unnecessary hate. And I also think that the Apple TV broadcast has gotten a lot of unnecessary hate as well because – I think baseball fans, they are incredibly impatient. And I like a lot of the people that are involved. I really love Kate Nolan. I love Pam Kaiser. I like Steven Nelson. I love Hunter Pence. I feel like, and I talked about this on an episode of my podcast, actually, where it feels like they got a lot of really cool people, but the chemistry isn't quite gelling together. When Katie Nolan's making jokes, Hunter Pence interjects with immediate hard analysis instead of kind of like playing <laughs> off of it and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? And I love all of them and hopefully they get better at it and whatnot. Um, but it's been unfortunate to see all of them just get attacked on Twitter. I know Katie Nolan's had a whole spat on Twitter because everybody hates her now because shocker Millard, that's what happens in this industry with people like her. Um, so that's really unfortunate. So I'd say the losers, just baseball fans in general, like, you know how mad they're going to get, right? at anything that's slightly different. These are the same people that probably got mad when the new home run derby rules came out, right? These are the mm-hmm. same people. And we know them. your boy, Sully, who you record with on Monday loves to yell at me in the Twitter DMS about liking the extra innings rule, because God forbid the game that you spend six hours watching sometimes gets a little di- different at some point. So I'd say alternative broadcast, just the loser because, and it stinks. I have some faith 
in the Apple broadcast, especially because the picture quality is like if I'm just watching it with my yeah. eyes, like the picture quality. My God, I need those cameras, man. But uh, yeah, the broadcast. Yeah, that's why I like the Apple TV broadcast because it looks <laughs> phenomenal when you're watching. It feels yeah, like it watching, like 4K baseball. It's got a little bit of a wider angle too. I just feel like they do a good job with the cuts in between pitches where they show fan shots or just other interesting elements throughout the game. So I like the Apple TV broadcast. Maybe the broadcast team could um, get better as the season goes on. Katie, Nell, Katie Nolan never responded mm-hmm. to my DM to come on to the Lockdown Diamondbacks podcast after he found out <laughs> Lockdown because guess what? The next Apple TV game was the D-backs versus the Cubs. So Katie, you should have came on the Lockdown Diamondbacks podcast. The K-Rod <laughs> cast, I just feel like it was too overly produced. It just didn't feel like it had much joy to it. It just felt very black and white as a TV show. That Manning cast... Because they're brothers, they just have this certain chemistry and they they just know how to play off each other a lot better. Michael K and A-Rod, it, it was just it was just a little bit too professional for my liking. I just felt like it needed to be a little bit more jovial. So uh, I think it's interesting that we have alternate broadcasts and I like the idea. I think maybe in the future you do like maybe the whole Michael K show like I talked about. And I think the Apple TV broadcast will get better in the future. I just mm-hmm. thought of this random winner though because we did our winners podcast last week after you brought this up as a loser. Mm-hmm. I feel like mic'd up players this season has been a huge True. Right, because I remember mm-hmm. like the Kike Hernandez play when he was like on Sunday Night Baseball. It was like, yeah, if the ball gets hit to me right here, this is what I'm going to do. And then immediately as he's talking, the ball gets hit to him. He's like, all right, here we go, boys. And then he has to try to throw out a guy at home. Like, I feel like the mic'd up stuff has been incredible, but maybe the alternate alternative broadcast could be a little bit better. But after that impassioned uh, speech, let me go into my number one now because Javi I thought this was going to be your number one too. I just felt like it was the mm-hmm. most obvious number one of the losers this season, mm-hmm. but. You just have to go with the Philadelphia Phillies, right? I mean, they already <laughs> fired their manager, Javi. If you're not a loser after firing your manager, what, 40 games into the season? I don't know what you are because the Phillies, they've had, what, tons of collapses this season. How many times have you turned on a game where the Phillies are up seven runs after six innings and then you look at the game after <laughs> nine innings and they're somehow down one run or two runs? Like, they've had so many collapses this season. They've got underperforming players from basically all their offseason signings, the Schwarbers, the Castellanos's. They have not been good. Bryce Harper gets hurt. Now he has to play DH where one of those defensive liabilities was going to be, so that only screws you a little bit more. The, their pitching hasn't been too bad this season, but yeah. their <laughs> offense has been terrible. Joe Girardi has been making weird decisions. He's in like a public tit for tat with Dave Dombrowski where Girardi will try to start someone. Then Dave Dombrowski is like, no, you're not starting that guy because I just DFA'd him yesterday. Actually, it's kind of like Billy Bean and the manager of the Oakland A's and Moneyball because Billy Bean was like, oh, you're starting Carlos Pena today. And the manager's like, no, I'm not. It's like, yeah, you are. Uh, or he's like, you're starting whoever guy is. And he's like, you're not starting Pena no more because I just traded Pena. That's kind of how Dave Dombrowski is with um, Joe Girardi. He was like, yo, you thought you were going to start Roman Quinn? No, Roman Quinn just got DFA'd, so you're not starting him, actually. So <laughs> I feel like the Phillies have been the biggest loser this season because of the expectations. They already fired their manager, and they got so many underperformed players from their team this year. Yeah, I mean... It's it's unfortunate. I still find them again in the similar vein to the Robbie Ray thing. Still entertaining as hell, right? Oh, like even sure. when they're losing, super entertaining. I think that with the Phillies, it's they're they're very top heavy, right? But that's why I didn't put them number one because even when they were losing, I felt like this could at minimum be a really memorable like eighty nine win team. Right. Just because of the sheer amount of offense you've got there. Right. The fact that, yes, I know everything's gone wrong. I know Gene Segura got hurt. I know Bryson Stott, their prospect. He didn't come up and impact immediately in the way that they would have liked, say, uh, Jeremy Pena of the Astros. Mm -hmm. Right. Like to have that guy fill in for 
that position the way that the Astros lost Correa, right? But um, with them and, and you know, Aaron Nola, he's a little bit hit or miss, but he's not bad. You got Wheeler. Ranger Suarez isn't too bad. Zach Eflin isn't too bad. You made some investments. You just out hit everybody. But unfortunately, that hasn't happened. Like you said, just bad loss after bad loss. I get it. I get it. I think that they've been disastrous in a lot of ways. And they're kind of the poster team. Maybe the Angels, just because they've literally lost 11 in a row. But kind of the poster team for worst loss of the year. That Mets comeback, which was just... I watched it live. I watched it live. I watched it live because I just was like, first of all, the Mets have been great. So part of me was like, huh, Lindor got the home run here. Let me, let me just watch just in case I witnessed something. And I did. And it was incredible. And you can tell that the Philly fans who I don't feel bad for in the slightest, because I think that they're crazy (laughs) and obnoxious in a lot of ways. Uh, But yeah, man, I, I think they can turn around to a degree. But in terms of just like Dombrowski and trading the entire farm and spending so much money on a team that isn't competitive and a team that's been rebuilding for so long to be where they are right now. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a losing formula for sure. Yeah, it's not a surprise. The Phillies and Mariners are two of the top three teams on our losers list and they have the two longest playoff droughts in baseball. So Dave Dombrowski is someone who does not want to miss the postseason. He's a World Series or bust every year. And like you said, he's not afraid to trade that farm system to get better players. So I'm still going to be I, I want to see how this Phillies team progresses. If they start to get mm-hmm. high after that Joe Girardi firing, I wouldn't be surprised if Dave Dombrowski gets really aggressive at the deadline, maybe tries to make some swaps. You're not trading Castellanos or Schwarber for prospects. I think you try to do one for one deals where you trade a Schwarber for a different piece that fits better on your team. So the Phillies are going to be a very interesting team to watch for the rest of the season because I don't think they're going to go out there and hire a manager in the middle of the season. That would be pretty weird. So I want to see who they put the fillers out for during the regular season, who gets linked and rumored to them. And I think that's going to also depend on how dysfunctional or not dysfunctional that organization is the rest of the year and if they're able to pick it up as we get closer to the postseason. So Phillies, Mariners, and teams vying for the final wild card spot are my big three losers of the day and who are your losers of the day again my losers are uh marcus simeon the marcus Mm -hmm. simeon signing the seattle mariners in general although we spent a lot of time talking about robbie ray like you just mentioned and then the k-rod cats and apple tv which is just getting lambasted on on the internet by everybody i do have some optimism though like you said about the apple tv thing i just think that the people like i mentioned involved are good and that at the minimum it's also not that bad guys like, it's really not. I, I yeah. know that it's not great. Relax. Like, stop being... Just stop. There's no way this is getting you that mad. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's one of those. Like, there's no way you're that upset about this. Yeah, um, I think once we get yeah. A-Rod off the broadcast, I think people probably gravitate toward the K-Cast. I think, I think K-Rodcast, you know what should happen? That's like five years late. Like, A-Rod and Michael K. There was a period when I think that would have killed. But now, get some new blood in there, man. Find someone who just is awesome. And I think it would pick up steam. I really do. I think that it would have picked up steam if you had these awesome, really entertaining people, even if they didn't have the name recognition necessarily. But yeah, get say? Big Poppy and Michael Kane there. A little New York and Red Sox. Ooh, that would be interesting. That would be fun. Could've yeah, that would be fun. Could have been fun. That's some personality. That's some personality. All right. That's losers this season. You know, biggest losers of the season, power ranking. That's what having. Oh, whoa, whoa. We're not done yet. What you got? I have one more because oh. I am the Padres guy. Oh, yeah. I forgot. You got to get my, let me make sure okay. my camera's right for this. Okay. My last mention loser. Wait, what am I doing? I don't know what you're doing. You just put the camera in front of the camera. Did I? Oh, I'm not using. Yeah, I thought that it was using this camera. What? All right, let me get closer. All right. Okay. All of you dorks. Oh. You nerds out there. 
who doubted Mackenzie Gore. You're losers. It was the top pitching prospect. And after three months, you put him off of your top rankings entirely. You gave up like that, you fickle cowards. Wow. I feel like you don't want to throw a cuss word out there. We could beep it real quick. I think you need a little expletive once or twice. No. All right. Keeping it clean. It's not even needed. It's not even needed. needed. You know who you are. You took Mackenzie Gore out of your rankings. You know who you are. You guys are dummies. You guys look like fools. And now you got crap on your face. And you deserve it because Mackenzie Gore has been a beast this year. Javi, where can the listeners go find you on social media? Find me. At Javipeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O on Twitter, where I tweet about all sorts of things, baseball included. But if you want just baseball stuff, go check out at L-O underscore Padres on Twitter for live game breakdowns and me just posting a bunch of memes most often. That's usually what I do, but it's a lot of fun. And just baseball also, great website. That's where I write about baseball and stuff. Go check that out as well. Just baseball website, just baseball on Javi's Twitter, just baseball baby. That's it for this edition of the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. Thank you to Javi for hopping on today. Come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. As always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!